is up, everybody, and how's it going? I'm Alex Goldstick, and you are listening to the Spring Forward Podcast. It's been a minute since the last episode, but we are coming live to you from the Spring League Showcase Orange County in Mission Viejo, California. The league just wrapped its second day of practice, and there will be one more before a game on Thursday, June 20th, at Mission Viejo High School. The Spring League has also announced a second California showcase for this summer, which will take place from July 28th to 31st in the San Diego area. Applications for that showcase are now open. A link can be found at thespringleague.com, pinned to the Spring League's Twitter page, in the league's Instagram bio, or in the description of this podcast. Like the current showcase and the camp in Austin this past April, the July showcase will again feature an official partnership with the XFL. The XFL will continue to scout players and test rule changes that their league will feature when it launches next spring. Now, for today's interview, I sat down with quarterback Brian Scott, who epitomizes what the Spring League is all about. I won't tell you his story just yet. For that, let's get to the interview. Brian Scott is a quarterback out of D3 Occidental College in Los Angeles. He's a two-time Spring League participant, first in Austin in 2018 and currently at the Showcase in Orange County. Scott has spent time with four different NFL teams as he continues to shake the D3 tag from his resume to prove he's worthy of sticking with a pro team. He absolutely tore up the Spring League in Austin last year when all eyes were on Johnny Manziel, and he's hoping to do that again on Thursday in Mission Viejo. Brian, welcome to the pod. Hey man, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So I like to start out all these interviews by just asking you to recall your earliest memories of football, falling in love with the game. What does that initially bring to mind for you? Um, I think, honestly, for me, where I first fell in love with the game is just when I was a younger kid playing, and my dad was the coach, and um, just playing flag football with all my friends. And uh, just, you know, as you grow up and as you get older and you just continue to build friendships with all these guys, I think that... um, you know, that's where you fall in love with the game is you fall in love with being out there with your friends and, you know, striving to have a goal and to win championships. And, you know, in Pop Warner, it's just a, um, you know, it's a fun time, but it's also you learn discipline, you learn character. And I just, I think that's what I love most about football too is, um, you know, what it teaches you outside the lines and uh, what it can shape you into. And especially at an early age, I think that it's important to, um, you know, play football and have you know creates good character and all that kind of stuff you're a socal guy so we're kind of in your backyard right now yeah (laughs) does where you're from influence your love of football i mean southern california is a hotbed of sports in general yeah i mean it the weather definitely helps because in september to um november there's no rain or anything so you know in my whole football career i think i've played in maybe one rainy game and that happened to be the one in austin you sent me an LA Times article actually about you where it says that you didn't hit your growth spurt until your senior year of high school. So you went from, you know, mid five foot to six one, six two by your senior year. Um, I assume that had a big effect on recruiting, but in your senior year, you won your section championship. Um, so take us through what high school football is like for you um, and what recruiting was like. We obviously know what we said at the top, you ended up at Oxy. Yeah. So my high school football story is. Um it's very unique. As a freshman in high school, I think I was like five foot one, and you know, playing the quarterback position—that's pretty unheard of to be a five foot one quarterback. So my freshman year, I was on the freshman team. I actually ended up starting, as crazy as that is. Um, and then by my sophomore junior year, I think I hit maybe five four, five five, 
Um, and as a junior in high school, I was still on JV. Um, I was that late in my growth spurt, and um, you know, it was it was a very hard time for me as an individual watching all my friends, you know, go play and contribute on varsity football. And you know, I was just trying to start on JV, as crazy as that sounds. Um, but I'm just very thankful and blessed that I had that journey because I think that's where I get my drive and my work ethic and just the little things that make me the person and the quarterback that I am now is just going through all those um, definite hard trials for me. And then, um, you know, going into my senior year, I had a huge growth spurt, got to about six foot. Um, and, you know, honestly, my one goal in high school football is I just wanted to start at quarterback one varsity game because um, I'd been through so much and um, I just have so many people to thank with my family and just people that believed in me through that tough time um, so yeah I ended up starting that first game um, we lost our first three high school games on varsity so I'm thinking oh coach is probably going to pull me I'm not going to make it through the season and um, you know we actually after those three games coach stuck with me and we won 12 straight and we won our first CIF Southern Section Championship in 50 years. So um, that was a big accomplishment for me individually in our school. And just, you know, it's, I think that's what's cool about high school football is, um, you know, you'll always be known as that. And I think that uh, my story is just so um, special and unique because no one really thought that I was going to, you know, our team would do that and me as an individual could accomplish something like that. So. Um, but I'm very, you know, it was tough, but at the same time, it ended in a great way. So I'm just very thankful for that journey and that I had it, you know, it went that way. Now, the showcase we're playing in now is at Mission Viejo High School. Yeah. Did you did you play there when you were in I school? Actually, I actually, we had, I think, two passing league tournaments out here in Mission Viejo. Um, we never won or anything. <laughs> but uh, it was definitely, uh, you know, it was a fun experience just to come back here in a, in a different light. And uh, hopefully we can, uh, you know, I have a better result here on Thursday, so. Now, we'll hear about some of your memories from Oxy, but before we get into that, uh-huh. I'm just going to list off the the uh, the Oxy records you hold, as well as the Southern California Intercollegiate Athletic Conference records that you hold, and there's a lot, so sit back. <laughs> uh, you're the career passing yards leader for the conference. You're the career completions leader for the conference. You're the career total offense leader for the conference. And then you hold Oxy records for passing yards per game, total career offense, career passing yards. Single season passing yards, completions in a game, completions in a single season, completions in a career, uh, Oxy's passing passing yard record in a single game, and passing touchdowns in a single game. Yeah. Take me through college. I mean, you, you <laughs> yeah. four year starter. I know yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, I go to Oxy at 17 years old. Um, you know, I wasn't really expecting to start. I just wanted to play some more ball. Loved our head coach, Doug Simonis. Uh, he's a friend to this day. Um, I go over there. We go through training camp. And then, to be honest, I'm struggling with the offense. In high school, we ran a you know, two-back power counter rollout type offense. And then we get there, and we're running four receivers, run and shoot, um, throw it all over the place 50 times a game. So I'm just not ready for that. Um, three games in, the you know all-Skyac, all-conference quarterback you know, breaks his arm. And uh, I'm sitting there at 17 years old, and I'm the third-string quarterback at the time and, you know, a little nervous. And so we go into practice next week, and I go from scout team to running first-team offense. And uh, I ended up getting the start the next week, and I think 
you know, the rest of the season. I went 6-1 and one as a starter. And then sophomore um, year was a good year for our team. Um, junior season was good. I think uh, another big thing for me that I take a lot of pride in is my junior and senior season. I was elected captain, um, and that's something that really sticks out to me um, because that's something that doesn't go away. And, uh, you know, that's the thing about my college career is I loved every single one of my teammates and my coaches, and I'm still, you know, best friends with not only my teammates but my coaches to this day. And um, I love every one of them. Um, you know, and the, the records and the, you know, the stats and all that are great, but I know I couldn't have done that without some, you know, really great coaching from my quarterback coach, Darnell Arsenault, and a lot of the teammates that worked really hard with me in the summers to get ready and, you know, a lot, you know, individual stats are individual stats, but I always told them my records will always be their records as well because, you know, without them, I don't, I don't have one of them. So before we get to the next phase, what, what can you tell us about Occidental in general, not even yeah. football specific? Uh, to me, the first time I remember hearing Occidental is I think Obama <laughs> went there freshman yeah. and sophomore year, right? Yeah. Um, but it's an L.A. school, and so, mm-hmm. you, you know, you sort of stuck around SoCal to play football. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what, what's Oxy sports scene like? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> funny question. Um, so what's crazy is I'm from Los Angeles, like you said. Um, Oxy's in Los Angeles. So when I'm getting recruited to go play there, the coach comes up to me and after an all-star game, and he goes, hey, you know, come take a trip to Occidental, recruiting visit. And I said, where's Occidental? So <laughs> that's how small our school is. It's 30 minutes away from me, but I had never heard of it before. So, um, you know, but I went up there and I just loved it. I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the coach. I fell in love with the school. I mean, I think there's an enrollment of 3,000 people, so it's tiny. Um, And in a way, when I first went there, I was kind of nervous about how tiny it was, but I actually fell in love with the fact that it was so tiny. And, you know, there's, you know, I think the sports teams all come together at Oxy, which makes it kind of special is – there's people that play sports there, and then there's people that just go to school there, and they're two different breeds of people. Um, it's a really educated, you know, smart school, and uh, you know, I was happy not only to play football there, but to get a great education as well. Now, in that LA Times article I talked about before, yeah. um, it, it says, and maybe not in the article, but you were dubbed the Aaron Rodgers of Division Three. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the first time you heard someone call you that, or what, what's the <laughs> origination of that nickname? So I think it was just. Uh, I think it was Aaron Rodgers having a great year or something, my junior year of college, and uh, my teammates just started calling me Aaron Rodgers. And then um, our sportscaster guy for the school started writing it in the um, articles and the recaps for our games. And uh, so that, w- that was cool. You know, that's not a bad guy to be compared to. I don't know if I'm all that, but, uh, you know, I will take it any day of the week. Have you met Aaron? Does I have know not that? married Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure he would probably give me some crap if, you know, I did. <laughs> Now, we went through, I don't know, like a minute or two of reading all, all the records you hold, yeah. but that still doesn't necessarily get you pro looks coming out, no, of, out of a small conference, out of a small school. Mm-hmm. So you actually attended USC's Pro Day in 2017. Yes. Um, and you were telling me that story yesterday off the record, but um, tell us how that came about and, and who the guys were that, that you were throwing to at USC in 17. Yeah, so you know, I was very fortunate to um, be able to participate in USC's Pro Day. Um, kind of kind of out of nowhere my school doesn't have a pro day so I was kind of looking at local areas local schools like I told you just you know that would have me that let me throw and participate and show what I could do um, so I was actually looking for a facility to train to train for the 40 the shuttle you know to throw um, and I found this place called stars in Anaheim and um, they welcomed me with open arms and it just so happened that 
you know, all the USC players coming out for the draft that year were all training there. Um, that year, I think it was Juju Smith, uh, Dory Jackson, Isaac Whitney, Daquan Hampton. I mean, there were some really talented guys coming out, and that was the year USC won the Rose Bowl. Um, so, you know, I was just messing around with them, throwing to them every day, and they didn't have a quarterback for their pro day. Um, and that's because Sam Darnold was, wasn't draft eligible <laughs> Yeah, because he wasn't ready yet, and, you know, thankful for that. Um, but, yeah, so they were just like, hey, man, would you mind – know come out and let you know throw for our pro day so i said hell yeah and put the script together and um went out there and rocked that thing so um you know i'm always fortunate to the usc guys and the school of usc and the football team and coach helton for allowing me to participate because that really jump-started my professional career so you know I'm, I'm, i'm very thankful for them for that now, you were telling me you didn't necessarily expect to be drafted, but that no. pro day directly led to yeah. uh, an invite to Rams camp. Yes. And that's in Sean McVay's first year. Yes. Uh, we obviously now know what he can do, and, and he rose up the coaching ranks as fast as anyone I've ever seen. <laughs> um, but, you know, what's it like being in camp? That's Goff's second year, McVay's yeah. first year. Um, that's your first taste of pro football. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't want to just sound like, you know, whatever but I get in there and I'm super nervous and we're all in a big team meeting and all of a sudden the music stops and uh, Coach McVeigh walks in and he's just one of those guys you just you see and you meet and you hear him talk and the way he dressed the team you go I don't know who that guy is but he's somebody and he just has that it and he's you know I was not shocked or surprised at all to see how fast that you know he became successful and the Rams became successful because his vision for the team you know, and just the time that I was there, I could see that they were going to be successful because of him and his leadership and, you know, the way he prepares and the way he coaches. He's just, he's a special talent. And, uh, you know, I was honored that they brought me in and I think, uh, you know, they have a bright future ahead as well. What's, I mean, so so you accelerate from, from four-year starter at Occidental just to USC's pro day is yeah. a shift in speed. Um, and then you're in the NFL, yeah. you're on the NFL stage. Mentally, what is that like? I mean, what's what's it like walking into Rams camp for the first time? <laughs> uh, it hits you. It hits you pretty fast. So, and I think if you sit and really think about it, you might scare yourself. So, you just kind of go with it, and you just you know, I you know, I'm a very confident guy, and I believe in myself that you know, once I go out there, it's just you know, it's just guys, and you know, I think once you get to that level, everyone around you is a certain talent, and everyone respects everybody and everybody you know has a certain amount of you know idea of how to play and what to do and you can just count on the guys around you you know it's not like high school or college where you're not sure if he's going to run the right route I mean you're pretty damn sure he's going to run the right route and um so you know it was cool too because the St. Louis Rams were always my favorite team growing up they just happened to move to L.A. I mean, I was Marshall Falk a couple times for Halloween, so <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing. But, hey, man, he was a good player. So uh, if there was one team I could go to out of, you know, becoming a rookie, it, my favorite team, it's kind of like a dream come true. So, If my timeline is right about your career, the next time you put on pads in a football scenario is the Spring League, 2018 in Austin, yeah. which is the Johnny Manziel year. Yeah. So before we get into all that and all the hoopla, how do you find out about the Spring League, apply to it, get accepted, find out you're accepted, and commit to it? Uh, my agent at the time uh, asked if I was interested to continue playing. And uh, I said, yeah, you know, I, I want to keep playing. And, you know, hopefully it's in a, at a bigger stage where I can really show, 
you know, to a bunch of scouts and all that. Because even doing the USC Pro Day, not a lot of people had heard heard of me and done their homework on me. So I just wanted people to show everyone what I could do. And, um, you know, luckily my agent contacted Brian Woods and, um, you know, said, hey, man, let's, you know, get ready to do this. And I was like, yeah, all right, you know, see you in April. Looking forward to it. And so you get there, and did you commit before Johnny? Did you know Johnny was going to be there? I committed before Johnny, yeah. So you're in a quarterback room with Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Um, sort of another welcome to welcome to pro football moment. <laughs> um, what's that quarterback room like? I mean, it was obviously more than just you two. I think there were probably nine quarterbacks. No, there was, there was some great quarterbacks in there. So, funny, uh, I think Johnny committed to play maybe a month before it started or so. And as soon as he, you know, posted on Instagram, I got about 20 or 30 DMs and say, hey, man, you better go ball out. You better go do this and that. And so, I, I, you know, I'm thankful that Johnny played in it because he brought that many more people. He brought that much attention. And that's, that's all I asked for. I asked for people to look at me and the people to watch me. So, um, yeah, but being in that quarterback room, there's a lot of guys. I mean, Johnny was a great player, of course, and then Zach. Mettenberger, Gerard Evans, Mitch Laidner, um, Cody Keith. I mean, there was uh, Quinn Epper. There were some guys in there that were great players So, and that had NFL experience. I mean, Zach and Johnny have both played games and started games in the NFL. So I said, hey, if I can hang with these guys, if I can go in here and do my thing, then you know I can really do this thing. So I wanted to prove to myself and prove to everybody that I could. Well, and you did a little bit more than that. We don't we don't technically have a literal MVP award, but at the, you know at the end of the game on, on social media, we dubbed you player of the game in both of your games. Yeah. Um, so you know, it is what's that validation like? I mean, did you know in real time how well you were doing, or did you kind of get to the end of Austin and look back and and realize what you had done? I think uh, I think after the first game, it was so cold and so windy. I was just trying for the game to be over, but uh, yeah, no, I mean I. I don't think I noticed at the time how cool that was. Um, I think during the second game, I kind of realized, like, okay, well, I'm having a pretty good game here. I don't have an incomplete pass. It's it's going well. And um, But, you know, that year, you know, in Austin 2018, I had some really special guys around me too. I mean, Algie's here now. I had Zach Sudfield around me. I had some great old linemen. So, again, it wasn't just me. Uh, had some really good guys making me look good out there too. So, but you know, I will always be thankful to the Spring League, to Brian, to all you guys for you know allowing me to play and allowing me to show what I could do. And especially, it happened to be against Johnny, and he's a great player, so more people were watching. But you know, that's what I wanted, and that's what I wanted to show. Now, you you've established some relationships with coaches who yeah. um, have have stuck around the spring league, um, maybe are here this time. What coaches stand out from 2018 that, that you might have kept up with? Absolutely. Um, Terry Shea, obviously. Uh, he's a great, great coach. Been around the league for a long time. But not only is he a great coach, he's a great man. And, um, you know, I'm very thankful to be coached. You know, he's coaching all the quarterbacks last time I was with you guys and now this year. Um, Steve Fairchild as well, he's become a friend. And I go up there to Denver to train with him. And um, he's also a great coach, but an even better man. And uh, that's what, you know, that's what I enjoy most about football is, you know, we all go out there and, you know, you're talented, whatever. But, you know, these coaches, to get, the, get to know them off the field. And uh, I just have that much more respect for them as well. And, of course, I can't forget Bart Andrus. Um, he was actually my 
individual coach in the spring league in 2018 and he called all the plays and I think uh you know he did a hell of a job there uh he made me look really good and I give him crap about that all the time he's uh he's responsible for my success in that one too (laughs) now I don't know if this is official but I think you hold the record for most camp invites post post spring league (laughs) in a single in a single off season so you got invites to Chiefs mini camp Falcons mini camp and Lions training camp yeah um, all from your spring league performance, yeah. which you know totally deserve. What was what was the off season of 2018 like? I mean, not so much an off season for you, right? But yeah, uh, the NFL off season. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, you know, I was just kind of hoping to go out there and show what I can do, and you know, maybe one team would believe in me, and one team would watch the film, and just so happened that I had three. Uh, and it wasn't from my college film. It wasn't from the USC pro day. Um, it wasn't with my time at the Rams. Um, they all had just known me from my two and a half weeks I spent at Spring League. Um, and I think that pays dividends to the Spring League and what they can do for an individual. Um, you know, I told you this yesterday, but I just feel so blessed and so thankful that, that there is a Spring League because I'm just I'm just the perfect candidate that shows if I get the opportunity, if – I get to play in games and put the pads on and show what I can do under the hardest moments. That's when, you know, you see who's real and who's not. And, um, you know, luckily all the film went out and some coaches here at the Spring League believed in me enough to make some calls for me. And, you know, that's what it took. And, you know, I'm forever grateful for the Spring League for that. Is there a moment or two from one of those three camps that that stand out in your mind? I mean, you go from probably this is the shock of Rams camp to <laughs> yeah. um, you know you, you haven't made a roster unfortunately, but kind of becoming a, a, yeah. a vet of, of the NFL scene. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was definitely a lot different than Ram- I think Rams camp. I was a rookie. I was so young. I'd come from Division three. I was kind of like, hey, do I? What's going on? And um, then I come to spring league and I felt like I got more adapted and I really started to, you know, get comfortable in this kind of scenario and with all these types of players. I mean, cause in this, in Austin, there was just LSU, Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Texas A&M. I mean, you name it, we had it. And so that gave me the confidence that, you know, I can really do this thing. And then, so when I got to the chiefs and then the Falcons in Detroit as well, it's just like, okay, yeah, man, I can do this thing. And, you know, I'm just waiting for that real opportunity where I get to go out there in a game and show that franchise what I can do in a game because I know what I can do. Do you still feel like you're trying to shake sort of the D- the D3 resume? Or, you know, is it, is it straight performance-based? Or I know football is a very political sport, right? Yeah. Do you feel like there's um, something, you know, on the on the baseball card of yours that says – that you have to overcome so many more hurdles. Yeah, than... you, I, you know, kind of like you said, I just feel like, you know, coming from a small school, you know, people have heard of me now, but I still think that how many people have really seen me play in a game? How many people have really seen me when the lights are on? And because I don't have, I wasn't on ESPN and call it or ABC or Fox or any of that, you know, and um, the Spring League is the closest thing I got to it. It was the Bleacher Report Live. Um, so... I'm just kind of waiting for that opportunity to get in a game and to show all 32 teams what I can do when the lights are on, you know, because that's when I'm at my best. You know, practice is practice, and I take that very seriously as well. Don't take me wrong, but I think when the game is going and, you know, the guys are nervous, and that's when I rise, and that's what I want to show teams. Well, and so all that brings us to literally today, right? We're in (laughs) Mission Viejo, California, Spring League Showcase 2019. 
Um, the Spring League was partnered with the XFL in Austin this year, but this is the first camp that you're at with an yeah. official XFL partnership. Uh-huh. Obviously, uh, a new opportunity for professional football um, that will be starting next spring. Um, so what are your, I mean, it's been two days of practice. What, what are your initial impressions of this Spring League showcase and sort of, you know, the XFL? The XFL's on site. Um, some of their GMs and coaches are coming through, but they're also toying with some rule changes mm-hmm. and new balls. Um, what, what sort of hit you initially uh, about Spring League showcase with, uh, with an official league partner? Yeah, so honestly, I've been impressed in the last two days how we can go from not having any meetings, really, to going out there on the field and throwing the rock around, and guys kind of know what they're doing. and um, So that's been impressive. Um, I don't know how – I told Brian Woods today, I just say, hey, man, I don't know how you do this because it's organized, but I don't know how guys show up and know where to go. So he does a great job. So that's a testament to him. But um, – yeah, I mean, I got to throw around the XFL ball today. It's kind of cool. It's got some stripes on the end of it. It spins pretty well, so no complaints here. And I'm not even sure if that's the official ball <laughs> yeah. or if they were just testing yeah. it out, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, I, I'm a fan of it. Um, I, you know, I, I hope it I, you know, I hope it works out for the XFL, and I hope um, a lot of guys get chances from it, and I hope a lot of, you know, there's a lot of great footballs or great football players out there, and uh, I think that's what you see at this showcase, and you get to put the pads on. You get to show what you can do more than just a 40-yard dash and a three-cone shuttle. I mean, there's more to football than that. And I think the more leagues there are, the more chances people get to show what they can do. Um, you know, and I'm one of those guys. And, you know, there's a lot of guys out here that can play that have just not gotten the exposure that they maybe should have. And, you know, like you said, it's just political. It's it's a, it's a crazy world. You know, I call it a fraternity because it kind of is. And, um you know, I just I just want guys to have the opportunities that I've gotten as well from this thing, and that's I've tried to recruit as many guys as possible from around my area that I believe that are good football players that just you know haven't gotten the right you know scenario. So there's there's some guys out there that I'm excited to see what they can do this week, and then on Thursday, um, you know, and I just want them to have my journey. You know, I you know I'm not sitting here thinking I'm all that and I, I want them to get the opportunities and the exposure that I got from this thing in the spring and that's why I tell so many people about it just because it really changed my life and it changed my professional career so I want that for them too well and, and this year we actually reposted a video that you had shot um you know th- throwing around which was sort of just looked like <laughs> yeah. a normal n- yeah, normal normal life. drills you know <laughs> receivers and it turned out that like four out of five or five out of six of those guys yeah. were former spring league players. So where does this network come from? Is it all coincidental or did someone tell you and you told someone or, and tell us about that video? Yeah. So I think the first person ever to tell me about spring league is Griff Whalen needed the showcase, I think in 2017 yeah, and ended up getting signed. Um, so I did that, and then I tried to re- I tried to recruit some receivers. So I tried to recruit some guys to come play with me in Austin in 2018. And so Travis Harvey, Marcus Peterson, who's here now, uh, Daquan Hampton, who's here now, um, James Nelson is a running back who did a showcase not too long ago. Um, God, these are all scripted by Steve all, Fairchild. All scripted <laughs> by the coach at the Spring League. So I think it's funny how it all turned out, but... You know, that's just another thing of Spring League bringing us together and allowing us to, you know, keep playing and to show what teams we can do. So, you know, I think I think that was cool, and it, I, I got some good feedback from that film, not only about me, but with the guys that were running routes with me too. So, Yeah, and then, you know, just, just to go back to, to the XFL for, for one second, and last question is, you know, if, if the professional route takes a turn towards the XFL, um, there's obviously a team in L.A. Maybe you could stay home, but is that something you'd embrace if they came calling? Absolutely, yeah. I think um, – 
you know, I think the XFL has a lot of potential, and I think it could be a great league. And um, I know Mr. Luck is a good dude, and I think he runs a good operations. And um, so what, from what I've seen, I think they're trying to twist the game around a little bit, make it faster, no huddle. Um, I think they're doing some good things to, you know, get viewers to watch. So, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. And um, I think that it's a it's a great opportunity for a lot of guys. And uh, I'm hoping it sticks uh, sticks around and survives because I think it could be great for a lot of guys. Well, that's all I've got. I think your story, you know, epitomizes the, the Spring League come up and, and the exposure that the Spring League's trying to get for guys, um, you know, what better story than last year in Austin getting getting yeah. three opportunities out of it? So you know, let's hope that that 2019 Orange <laughs> County showcase kind of slingshots yeah, slingshots of the momentum again. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you for having me on, and uh, you know, big thank you to Spring League and whoever's listening, man, give it a shot. And uh, I, you know, you put your best foot forward, and yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> That will do it for this episode of Spring Forward. I'm very excited to see how Brian leverages this year's Spring League and am confident he'll do so successfully. Look for his name on an NFL or XFL roster in the very near future. As a reminder, applications for the July Showcase in San Diego are now open. Apply at the Spring League's website or find the link to the application on the Spring League's social media pages. The only way to get an invite to the Spring League is to complete the application. You can follow the Spring League on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Spring League. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Alex Goldstick. All music was provided to the Spring Forward podcast by Joshua Rosner. Talk soon. Later. Later.